Hello, and welcome to another episode. Hello, of hello. I've got a place hey, for uh, Mike. Uh, yeah, yeah, what's up? Mike, oh, uh, hey, what's going on? Oh, I thought I, I thought I was on mute there. I was, I don't know, just listening to the songs of Surrender just made me really realize that I can sing too, that I have a lot of talent in singing. So I, I, I just, I've been working on my singing and dude, breakthrough, I'm, I'm ready for the big stage, so. Yeah, you uh, you taking any requests? I'd love to hear something. Oh, dude, whatever you want to hear. Like, I I feel like this album we just listened to has been an instructional on how to sing on the uh, <laughs> big stage. And yeah, dude, I'm ready for anything you guys got to throw at me. Go for it. Do Pavarotti? You want to hear like freaking the Beatles? Whatever you want to hear. JT, JT, what do you want to hear? Uh, well, since it's a since we're talking about you two's songs of surrender, maybe you could do with or without you. I don't know. Just throwing it out. There. Oh yeah, dude. God, yeah, I, got it, there, I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. Okay, ready. Okay. Uh, you you get over there, Mike. What's going on? What? Hold on. Hold that. That's my dynamic highs, bro. Like, I, I I am blasting away at the at like the foundation of music and pulling off some crazy highs, bro. So, like, you hear how good I am? Like, I mean, Bono does it, and I can oh, do he it. He sure does. So. You sound just yeah, like yeah. him, but. Um, yeah. Maybe just because you can do it doesn't mean you should. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I feel like you're you're preaching to the uh, the YouTube choir here. Like, let's not do that. So you guys screw you guys. I got this. Oh my god. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> yeah, I gotta work on this. I gotta work on this. Practice, you'll get there. Not everyone can be Bono. Not everyone can be Bono. As the wise words of Mike and Kyle say, um, but as the title of this video or podcast suggests today, yes, we are talking about as the as we've it, it's kind of already happening. We're going crazy already. We're talking about U2's <laughs> songs of surrender that just came out uh, back in uh, March 17th, St. Patrick's Day. A little bit trippy because they're Irish, whatever. Besides the point. But uh, mm. yes, tonight we are going to be talking about the super awesome. Songs of Surrender by the greatest band of Ireland's history next to Thin Lizzy. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, we Easy. are going to be. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But yeah, tonight we're going to be talking about U2's Songs of Surrender. Um, I'd like to go first if that's okay. Get it out of the way. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so, all right. Uh, I am, for those of you who don't know me, I'm a fan of you two. Am I a fan of everything they've ever done? No, there are plenty of things I do not like by them. Believe it or not, in some parts of my life, yes, there are things I do not like. That being said, when they first announced, okay, there's a new, new U2 album coming out. Super excited for it. Can't wait to hear it. Going to be great. Can't wait to hear a couple of the new songs they're going to play. And it turns out, what do they do instead? They decide to re-record, quote-unquote, and reimagine, quote unquote, their older songs from their past 40 years of existence. What that means is they took Beautiful Day, Where the Streets Have No Name, 40. Who's going to ride your wild horses? They go down the one, go down the list of their greatest hits, basically, or the 40 songs that Bono, shameless plug for his book, apparently. <laughs> his, his book is called... Uh, surrender 40 songs one story and these are the 40 songs named it for each chapter in the book and they said hey they had the genius 
the genius idea, guys, the absolute, the best idea they could ever think of. Let's do an album of reimagined, quote unquote, reimagined material. This is going to be great. We'll get into all of our stuff when we get there as far as the track listing goes and what songs we picked out and stuff like that. But for me, as a big fan of them, Bono, The Edge, Adam, Larry, you know, big fan of the band. This was an out of left field surprise. Uh, A lot of questionable things for calling it a reimagined album, quote unquote, again, a little bit shocked with that, truthfully. Uh, but we'll get into all that in a little bit. But that's my kind of initial take on this masterpiece. Let's go to Kyle. I do. Yeah, so I'm not nearly as big a fan of U2 as JT is. Uh, I am a fan of select songs here and there, mostly their greatest hits. They've never been an album band for me. But, uh, you know, when I heard they were going to do a album of reimagined songs, honestly, I thought it was cool. I was pretty excited for it. And then I found out it was going to be 40 songs. And I was like, well, that seems a little overkill. But beyond the point of that, I was expecting a truly reimagined album where the songs would be, if you had a song that was more rock, you make it more acoustic. If you have a more slow ballad, you change up the genre and make it more rock, make it, you know, change up the genres, actually change the songs a lot. And it's not to say they did here, but it's 40 songs. It is a 40 song collection of the same style of reimagining that no one was asking for. I struggle really honestly to understand who this album was made for other than Bono and The Edge. Because they're really the ones that are on this record. Poor Larry Mullen Jr. There's hardly any interesting percussion going on at all uh god knows what adam clayton was doing on this <laughs> but you know that's my initial thoughts i'll get into it more when we talk specific songs and highs and lows of the record but overall it's 40 songs that just all the same it's it was a boring release that could have been something really cool for the band to do and they just dropped the ball so hard on this one mike Yo, I mean, sorry, yo. Bono, Bono, Bono. That's me. Mono, Mono. Put yeah. your sunglasses on. Put your sunglasses Mike, Mono, back on. Put, put your glasses on. <laughs> I know. Is I there any the hope, Mono? Is there any hope for this? Bono is checked out of the building. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh God. Well, so I'm in the same camp as Kyle. I mean, obviously, I've uh, heard many U2 songs. I just never really um, like remembered which ones like from which album, from which era, I'm just kind of like, you know, whether I'd be sitting in a dental office waiting to get a freaking root canal, which, you know, you uh, two in a root canal kind of just go hand in hand sometimes, but, um, uh, or, you know, just a passing song on the radio. I I mean, I know probably about 10 U2 songs um, and, you know, I'm a fan of maybe three of them, like a fan as in like, I like the songs, but, you know, uh and would hear them and not change the channel you know the station but uh you know but generally as a band i've never really followed anything they've ever done so coming into this it was kind of like very um you know i was just uh unprepared in the sense of knowing the original to be able to compare it to its counterpart to its you know uh companion here uh and like you know in the same vein as kyle like 
I was very disappointed to see that they didn't take any kind of risks um, or any kind of uh, cool kind of um, reimagining, uh, a true reimagining of these songs, that it was kind of just like songs that might not work in the style that they're reimagining them in, forcing them to be reimagined into that style. And I think that's that's tough so um yeah going into this you know i was kind of very it was blind uh i had to do i had to go back and listen to the original a lot so um but overall like i was i was disappointed that the reimagining wasn't an actual reimagining just they should have just said unplugged it should have just been like you two unplugged yep Yep. discography or discography whatever you want to freaking call it (laughs) Uh, hey 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 hey. what are you doing over there (laughs) discography kind of uh reimagine or discography kind of like um int- you know uh, a review or whatever you want to call it it could have been yeah. anything but instead it, it was like a little bit of a trick that it was going to be more than it was so yeah definitely that was tough but yeah we'll go into more when that time comes all right cool let's, let's jump over here um and uh, just uh, i want to just extend what i said a little bit just for a second before we go to the track listing of what the 40 songs are um i was telling mike before we started um kyle i don't know if you know about this so the songs the way the songs came out on the record are, are how bono was performing them on his book tour that's mm. what the whole that's the whole kind of like thing that, that was going on there um and i'm not just saying that because it says it here because i know because i look to go and i look to try and get a ticket for his book tour when it was first at uh, at the New York City stop. But then I was like, all right, let me, I missed that stop. And then he's going to be like there for like 15 nights, whatever, in the spring uh, this month and next month, whatever. But um, it is the way that, the, what I found so fascinating was that the songs are, the way they came out on this record or the way that he was performing them live on the book tour. And what I hope to God as, as someone who actually enjoys this band, <laughs> And who enjoys their music too? Not all of it, like I said. Pop was a terrible album, uh, but like <laughs> who actually who actually enjoys a good chunk of their stuff? I would. Ha- I'm saying this truthfully. I would hate to see this stuff live as a full on band thing. If they if all four of them were to tour like this, I would. I would. I might actually hang myself. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm not kidding. I'd be like, "What are you doing? Like, you've gone. You're out of ideas at this point. Just make it." And, and what kills me is that. Just really quick, they had an unreleased. They have an unreleased album of new material ready to go. Well, I'm like, yeah. what are you doing? So, just want to share that piece of information to everyone out there. Let's jump over to the track listing of all forty songs of Bono's <laughs> life, whatever you want to call it, uh, from his book. Um, so, and I, oh god, it's it's getting more and more trippy for me. I'm sorry, as a fan of them, I'm like, oh, uh, disc one, <laughs> the edge. One, Where the Streets Have No Name, Stories for Boys, 11 O'Clock, Tick Tock, uh, Out of Control, Beautiful Day, Bad, Every Breaking Wave, Walk On, Ukraine. We'll get to that in a second. Pride in the Name of Love, that's the end of the disc one called The Edge. Disc, disc two was Larry, which opened up with Who's Gonna Ride Your Wild Horses, Then Get Out of Your Own Way, Stuck in a Moment You Can't Get Out of, Red Hill Mining Town, Ordinary Love, Sometimes You Can't Make It on Your Own, which is a song I really like, truthfully. Uh, Invisible. Dirty Day, The Miracle of Joy Ramon, City of Blinding Lights. That's disc two, the Larry disc. Disc three was Vertigo. I still haven't found what I'm looking for. Electrical Storm, The Fly, If God Would Send His Angels. Ugh. God. Uh, Desire, 
<laughs> Until the End of the World, Song for Someone, All I Want Is You, which actually really, really good song, Peace on Earth. Uh, that's the end of side, the Adam, the Adam disc three um, side. And then disc four, which is Bono's side, uh, With or Without You, Stay Far Away, So Close, Sunday Bloody Sunday, Lights of Home, Cedarwood Road, I Will Follow, Two Hearts Beat as One, Miracle Drug, The Little Things That Give You Away, and 40. I just, I just want to say, I applaud them for ending with 40 because they do that alive. They do it live pretty well. They end with that song. Anyways, I digress. I'm going to let Kyle go first. <laughs> His takeaways. All right. So, yeah, I'm not going to go through every single track on here because a lot of them are fours and fives for the exact same reason. Um, is that they're boring. They don't do anything. They're just there. The one of the biggest takeaways from this album, and one of my biggest notes, is that it's department store music. This is music <laughs> for when you're walking around like Coles or JC Penny or Macy's <laughs> or whatever, and this is just on in the background. That's exactly what this is. It's like a step up from elevator music. It's very <laughs> boring. But I'll start with. Uh, I will say, there was seven tracks out of this whole thing that I took away that I was like, these are pretty decent. And I would add, there was no 10 out of 10s. There was nothing like that. But there were seven tracks out of 40 that I took away from this. So I'll start. The opener, one, I actually did not like this one at first, but it actually grew on me. It's one of the better ones on here. It's a decent version of the song. It works. Seven out of 10. The next two, you know, five and four, same reason I talked about earlier. 11 o'clock TikTok. I thought this one actually worked pretty well. Enjoyed this one a bit. It has some energy to it. The acoustic guitar solo on it is pretty cool. Uh, Bono's falsetto absolutely ruins this song. <laughs> Other than that, though, it's pretty decent. Seven out of control. I actually liked uh, this one was one of the higher ones with an eight. I thoroughly enjoyed this one. Best one to the, up to this point has a good energy to it and has really good melodies actually, which is not something I can say about most of the record. Then we go to beautiful day, which is a travesty compared to the original. Thank you. I don't know what they were thinking with this one. Some songs just shouldn't be touched. Like some songs were just made perfectly and just don't bother doing anything else with it. This is one of those songs. Again, Bono's falsetto vocals are horrendous i don't know who told bono that he should be doing this on this album <laughs> but it ruins a majority of these songs True. again the next two songs bad and every breaking up every breaking wave boring as hell um <laughs> i will say every breaking wave a song that i enjoy normally but this version again doesn't hold a candle to the original it's boring it has the worst vocal note ever put to a <laughs> to a u2 album ever that ended <laughs> vocal note is horrendous uh walk on ukraine comes off a bit pandering there was no reason to add ukraine after that just comes off as pandering sorry mm -hmm. uh pride in the name of love another the eight out of ten works very well uh this is one, it's a pretty good, just normal acoustic version of the song. With all this said, disc one is, as you could probably tell, by far my favorite part of this project. <laughs> it's all downhill from here. 
Uh, so just going to spitfire real quick. Who's going to ride your wild horses? Whatever. Boring. Six out of ten. Way too long. Then we get to the worst one so far. The worst three-track span. Get out of your own way. Stuck in a moment you can't get out of. And Red Hill Mining Town are <laughs> all twos and threes. Absolutely awful. A trek to get through. Again, Bono's voice just sounds bad on most of these ones. Again, stuck in a moment you can't get out of. Why you would just mess with the song in such a way? No idea. Uh, Ordinary love, it's whatever. Sometimes you can't make it on your own. Again, whatever. This is a very boring disc. Invisible, same thing. But then we get to Dirty Day, which has got to be my least favorite thing (laughs) on this record. His Bono's whispering, singing, talking voice on this is unlistenable. It actually makes it completely unlistenable. Uh, I was only ever able to actually get through it the first time I listened to it. After that, it was a skip every time. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we get to my one of my two biggest disappointments from this was the miracle of Joey Ramone. This is one that, unpopular opinion, Songs of Innocence had a handful of good songs. This is one of my top U2 songs. I love this song. So I was like, all right, I'm excited to see where he goes with it. The verses are actually good. But then the chorus has these weird gang vocals. For whatever reason, that sound terrible. They do like these woes in there that just sound really bad. Huge disappointment. But when it came to the verses, I was actually impressed. I was like, all right, they're going to do the song justice. And then they ruined it, knocked it straight down to a four. Mm -hmm. Uh, then I just got to point out this note that I wrote for City of Blinding Lights. The only note I wrote was in all caps. Stop the falsetto. This <laughs> <laughs> <God. laughs> yeah. two, absolutely horrendous. I don't think there was a single song on there that I enjoyed. Uh, disc three, Vertigo. I actually enjoyed this one. Vertigo is probably my favorite U2 song. I know it might be unpopular and a lot of people don't like that one very much. Mm-hmm. I love it. But eight out of 10 on this one, the core, the pre-chorus is the only part that drags it down where they go from like the, I like the punk uh, acoustic guitar for it. It works well, but then the pre-chorus just drops that and goes to this weird, slow orchestral thing. Not great. And then just a string again of boring, bad to just boring songs. Still haven't found what I'm looking for. Another one, they took a great song and turned it into some Lou Reed vocalized <laughs> garbage. Yeah. Uh, the other songs are all just boring after that. If God Sends His Angels, the piano on that one's actually great. The lyrics are good. But again, Bono sounds like a grandpa on this one, which I know he's old, but it just doesn't work. Another one, Desire, falsetto vocals, absolutely kill it again. Worst vocals on the album as a whole track by far. Uh, Then just another mid-song with Until the End of the World. Song for Someone actually worked out to be my favorite track on the album, though, with a nine. This is the highest it went. I thought this one worked incredibly well. The lyrics are sincere enough to make this one work with this reimagining. And it really lends itself perfectly to the new arrangement. Enjoyed this one quite a bit. And then we're just back to a bunch of mid songs in a row leading to 
stay far away so close which was another horrendous song with a two (laughs) and then we get to my second massive disappointment with sunday bloody sunday oh my god which is another top three u2 song for me and i don't know why he would mess with the rhythm of the vocals it absolutely killed any momentum the song had and i'm all for changing up different arrangements for acoustic you know versions and all that but when you have a song like that just don't mess with it too much he could have kept the vocal rhythm and vocal pattern the same and just changed the music behind it slowed it down sped it up whatever they wanted to do but he didn't he does these weird changes and like ad libs that don't work uh cedarwood road is actually pretty good and that's really the last good one the rest of them are all either bad or just mid it so that's that's where i'll leave it you have a good album in here not good but you have a much better album here if you cut out a lot of this if you cut this down to maybe a 12 song record it may have been a decent album but man bono absolutely destroyed what could have been decent versions with his falsetto vocals or his whispering grandpa vocals. I, Super actually, disappointing. I think, they, I think they did though. They, they released were, a 16 track version too. Yeah, the 20 which, track version too. Also, I will say with this one, songs I would not have used. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like outside of a couple of the ones that made the 16 track album, the ones that I personally enjoyed anyway, you know, everyone has their own taste, but the ones that I thought were good were only make up a small percentage of the ones that actually made that gotcha uh and then there's the 20 track release of, of just different a couple extra songs here and there um all right well mike or sorry mono excuse me excuse me mono. Uh, no yes Vano is here guys Vano is here <laughs> um so mono, you from, do you have mono are you okay like, i did well actually have Halfway through this, I actually came down with a wicked case of bononucleosis. So I, I actually I actually went on a small tour around the continuous United States, um, believing that I could sing, which is what you guys kind of interrupted moi uh, oh, while no. doing. So Sorry. I don't appreciate that. that. You don't ever stop art from happening. Uh, it's, a, it's a dangerous thing to do. It's like, you know, could be the end of the world. So. You know, but after I recovered from bononucleosis, I stopped being such a uh, self-important, like, uh, you know, um, jackass. And I was able to finish do- reviewing this. And and for once, Kyle and I are almost completely on the same page with a couple variations. <laughs> but I mean, it's absolutely uh, shocking. I mean, like, why can't we uh, funnel our hatred more uh, uh, directly? Um, so... I'm actually just going to go through my favorite songs and then I'm just going to kind of give you like a brief, uh, you know, just a understanding of what went wrong with a lot of these uh, songs. So my number one off of the entire thing is Song for Someone with a 9 out of 10. Kyle, oh, no I, don't know way. How, I don't know how the freaking heck this happened, but out of 40 I actually, songs, I look over to Tracy. We're, lis- I'm, we're listening in the living room. And first of all, she was like, mortified by the sound of his grandpa creepy voice but anyway uh you know i like literally uh that song came on and i was like dude 
if Bono wasn't singing on this, this would actually be a really good song. I actually did the thing I normally tell you guys I do. I started singing in my head uh, with like kind of like where the voice should be going up more powerfully and and commandingly along with the song. And I could hear like one of the top pop artists or someone with a more of a commanding voice do that song and actually pull it off and make it actually a really uh, just uh, meaningful song and, and actually be able to capture the feeling of like the build and, and the, the emotion. But instead, it, it, it like Bono definitely brought it down. But um, judging it from a song standpoint, I really enjoyed it. And I thought it was actually, um, obviously, there are more iconic tunes on here that have, have stood the test of time in this. Okay, so that, and that kind of leads me to my next point. Music can fall into two categories. Memorable because it's straight up memorable, but is it good memorable? Like, is it an actually a good song that like you feel like uh, the the melody is is it, it gives you a good feeling and you enjoy um, listening to it, whatever? Or is it just been beaten over your head so many times because of the rotation on on the radio and you know it so well because you heard it so many times but that does that mean it's good does that mean it was uh that the melodies and the songwriting and stuff like that is actually good and that, and unfortunately you can divide youtube's music into those two categories like um like memorable because it's just beaten into your head uh and actually good so um yeah, so I mean, you know, uh, there are a lot of these threes and fours in the very beginning. The very beginning was a it was a very uh, it was a shaky start. Lots of uh, boring, kind of just lacking vo vocal power, lacking um, uh, songs that shouldn't have been put into an acoustic uh, style were forced into. Uh, you know, and it, and it almost kind of reminds me of this. Have you ever tried to like? uh sing a song that requires you to sing in a uh, more in a you know like a more commanding way a high voice you know high falsetto and you're trying to hold back because you're on an acoustic song so instead of being able to sing the song normally you're like cutting your voice down to give to give like a uh you know a, a vibe or a feeling but you're unable to really do anything because you're in a, an acoustic song and you're like unable to capture the same feeling a lot of the feeling of these songs was were lost because they were they weren't meant to be so diminished and i think that's like a major uh a major error to like what this original songs were meant for so um you know out of the first four or five songs um 11 o'clock TikTok, whatever it was like a six out of 10 other than that they were all fours and threes um you know and out of control 5.5 you know um beautiful it's a beautiful day you know yeah that was uh definitely uh made me want to hear the original and i hate that when i listen to an acoustic and i have to go back and listen to the original it means it failed and that's that's you know it should it it should never make you want to go back um you know uh at that point uh so you know coming down to that uh actually uh Every breaking wave walk on um, were okay for me. They were actually pretty. They they I felt like they were they translated into this style, but they still still weren't great. They were just uh, better than I, the the beginning was. They're like I if you cut the whole beginning off and started with um, it's a beautiful day, <laughs> like why was this not a thing? Why did that not happen? Why did this start with 
this awkward first start song and then some of these terrible starts. I should have started with It's a Beautiful Day. Boom. Right out the bat. And you could even go on to, uh, you know, the rest of those songs. Walk On is another well-known song. And The Name of Love is another well-known song. Those are okay. But you could have started there and this would have started so much of a higher note for me. But everything else just like really started bad. Um, you know, then we're followed for very mid songs um, out out there. Um, Ordinary love, actually, I I thought that was decent. Um, you know, continuing on with some mid to dirty day, one of the worst things I my ears like literally like I actually had to go in the bathroom check for blood. The doctor said that that's actually <laughs> a standard procedure. After no blood was found, I then I called jt he didn't answer i was like jt quick i'm out i'm out i quit i'm done i'm done reviewing albums i'm actually i'm done but then after i came He's down moved to canada that, too like, Mike, yeah, how are we how are we so far on the same page with this i know it's actually this making me scared this is, is offsetting the rift of like the yin and the yang the kyle and mike and the jt is the uh jam in the middle um oh god you know yeah i just want to say yeah. <laughs> I want to say Dirty Day, the original track. I don't even like the original track to begin with. So just yeah, I didn't listen to the original because I just didn't like feel the need to. So right. yeah, and then the miracle feels like a camp song, but in a bad way, like the kind of camp that your parents send you to, and then they don't uh, like let you home, <laughs> and you're like, please, like let me go home. Yeah, like yeah. So Welcome City of Blinding Lights, City of Blinding Lights actually was one of my. Uh, more favorable, like actually liking uh, U2 songs, and it just it's awkward vocally. It's got a guitar melody, is like has potential that guitar melody in the background, and, and I actually like this song, but it's just fails because it doesn't have the ability to like build and you know, uh, vertigo horrible. That's the only area that uh, Kyle and I were completely on it. I know absolutely on a complete opposite spectrum i i didn't feel like mention that because i i wanted it to feel like we were all like you know joining as one three musketeers but vertigo two out of ten absolute fail creepy weird intro vocals uh that feel stressed and off like vocally this was the one that was hurt the most by his weird creepy grandpa vocals like i really feel like that it just really hurt it you know so um, I still haven't found what I'm looking for. I agree completely with Kyle. Plotting, drum beat feels very like someone sitting on one of those drums, you know, like the ones that they tap with their the hands. Box. You know what I'm talking about? Yep. Yeah. Just the like, wooden box. Yeah. Like, and just ruins the, the, the rhythm and the flow of this song. The deep vocals were awkward. Um, you know, and we just come into a bunch of mid songs. Um, the Fly actually worked as an acoustic song. It was actually translated well to an acoustic song. Once again, it's one of those songs that would have worked with the trans, uh, the transfer of that. Um, but yeah, other than that, um, then you know, uh, it was a bunch of mid to just. I mean, if God was will send his angels, uh, it, the lyrics feel like they're forced into the song, like where someone is. Um, the lyrics don't fit with it; they're just like saying them faster than the song is going. I don't know. There's a there's a specific name for that, but um, yeah, just not a great song. Um, then song for someone, yeah, great song. Uh, definitely would have worked better if someone else is saying, but nine out of ten. Um, then we just come into a whole bunch of just real. You know, just bottom songs. Um, and then, although I do kind of disagree with uh, Kyle here again, uh, Sunday, uh, Sunday, Bloody Sunday was 
uh, decent. It wasn't horrible, but it definitely I'd rather listen to the original once again. Rather listen yeah, to the well, original. I, I agree with that. It wasn't it wasn't horrible. Yeah, it's just but when it, you compare it to the original, yeah. it's it, it, why would I ever come back to this? Right, 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 exactly. And that's the problem with this. And I actually really like the the riff on Cedarwood Road that like I thought that had. Yeah, it works for an acoustic song because it kind of brings a little bit of a, um, you know, the heavier rhythm to it. Other than that, there's just not much to grasp onto here. Um, it's just like you're on a roller coaster and there's very <laughs> uh, few peaks and there's lots of valleys. Like it's just like, like a kitty coaster. Yeah, it's a kitty coaster, and and there's a car, there's a carney working on the on the the switch, and he's they haven't like fixed anything for years and that the track's coming apart because like yeah it's not good so yeah like it's just it was tough to get through this uh at times oh, yeah. i was just like it did just sound all sound like one ambiguous kind of lum of like if they just recorded them like in a day and just took no time to like figure out the orchestration or the arrangement or any of the you know the vocals were just like you know like uh you know Ronk Bono, I don't know. Like it was, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's pretty much. That's I think said drunk Bono for a second. I'm like, oh no, <laughs> drunk Bono. Like he's been Bono was hitting the old, you know, the that's old Irish, the old Irish coffee there. Too many Irish coffees in the morning, you know. That's, you know, yeah. Uh, he had too much Guinness at night. Uh, too much Guinness, yeah, absolutely. Um, so all right, now I said from the top of the show. I'm probably the biggest. I actually, I don't think I probably. I am the biggest YouTube fan out of the three of us here tonight. Um, I, I did. I will just say this too. I did see him live once in 2017 because they're on the Joshua Tree tour anniversary tour. That was a really good show. A uh, really good tour. Anyway, anyways, um, as a fan of them growing up with them, as a fan of just them as a band, I, I, I've said this before. I will say it again. I'm not a fan of everything they've done. They have done. They've done the album pop sucks a lot <laughs> it's not good at all there's like one tolerable song on there called discotech and that's not even that great either um but there are but I, I do applaud them for being creative and trying new things and doing all these new things and i'm a fan of them being creative there's a difference between calling a reimagined quote unquote a reimagined album like it said on the cover of the uh of the vinyls, a new reimagined album. All you did was just make acoustic versions of your songs. I hate this. <laughs> I have never used that word before on this show, but I'm using it here tonight. I am in shock of how much I dislike this. As a fan of the band, as a fan of Bono, as a fan of The Edge, Adam and Larry. By the way, side note, the Mission Impossible theme song, this is a complete side note, from 1996 is composed by Adam Clayton and Larry Mullen Jr. Hmm. For, uh, the, the, his bass and drums. Uh, that's the, the, that theme song, they did that. So I'm surprised they didn't put that on there, an acoustic version of that, you know? <laughs> and I'll tell you what, I never have I wanted to hear like real off-the-rail stuff like, oh, uh, Vertigo yeah. is um, is like a, uh, yeah. a techno song, you know, like, you know what I mean? Oh, my God. Or no, like, no, 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 no. But yeah. yeah. Or just. Like, jamaican like uh like a reggae tone kind of like version okay. of uh you know what i mean like that yeah. would have been I would more have interesting much preferred than, that yeah me no, too because yeah. 
you know, I, see how I'm, they, I, they work. As I'm such a fan of them. I, I'm a big enough fan to say where I, 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 I applaud them for trying new things and taking risks and like even being featured on Kendrick Lamar's album at one point, whatever, you know, I, I applaud them for taking risks. There's a, there's one thing about taking a risk and there's another thing about just being flat out stupid. This should have been, a, this should, this is just stupid. I, I look where the streets have no name one and bad. The original versions are in my top 10 favorite songs of all time. So you go, uh, yeah, I, I know. I had no friends in high school. But <laughs> <laughs> you like you too? Yeah, I do. You can go. Me too. <laughs> Me too. Oh my god. No, I. There, there is, there is so much questionability. There's so much uncertainty. It sounds like a midlife crisis album to quote Kyle, and yet they had made they said they literally said, Oh, I don't know, let's redo all of our songs and reimagine them completely in new formats. And we're like, No, listen, Beautiful Day is a fantastic song. Why would you do that to that song? I'm gonna agree with Kyle on that. Um, I almost have no standout tracks on this. That, I, that's how strong enough. I feel that strong enough to say that I like, like I, I walk on is a great song, but adding the parentheses of Ukraine in there. Look, we all know what's going on over there. We understand that it's a very big deal of what's going on, but just so real quick, my question on that one is, and maybe this, maybe this is touched on his book or his show, whatever. Tell me more. Adding Ukraine in there. Yes. Why? Other than what's going on over there. Is there a charity associated to it? Are streams of that song going somewhere or did they just pander and just put parentheses Ukraine after? To my knowledge. To show support because there's a totally different connotation, at least for me. It doesn't affect the song itself. No, of course. It just affects my respect of adding that to the song. No, I understand the meaning of the song itself. Yeah. It just didn't seem like there was any point to doing that. Yeah, I I honestly just my thing is with the whole. I'm trying to think of what it was. Anyways, but the, I can't find it specifically right wherever it is. They actually toured in Ukraine. I'm just kidding. I just want to make. Oh that, my god, Mike! Uh, I just wanted to make that like uh, seem like more uh, you know like legitimate, but that's not the, the case. No, 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 no. <laughs> the only the only reason why the only reason why I could think that they would do that with the Ukraine. Uh, like tag on it or the parentheses, whatever, is because of um. Oh, here it is. It says right here. Oh, you know what it was? Okay, it says um in 2022, as vocals were being recorded for the new album to be mixed, Bono and Edge were contacted by the chief staff of the Ukrainian president Zelensky, inviting them to visit Ukraine and perform and amidst the country's ongoing war with Russia. So they basically performed in Russia. So what it's saying? They immediately halted work on the album for within three to four days, and they were in Poland boarding a train for Kiev. And in the time preceding their visit, they rewrote Walk On with lyrics about Zelensky and reflecting the situation in Ukraine. Hmm. That answers your okay. question. All right. So at least there's a reasoning to it. Yeah. Also, can you scroll up real quick for me, JT? Go back uh, to that section. I'm there's sorry. Something where, in there that. Uh, where is it? Oh, yeah, right here. Over the course of it. Oh, God. With, with Zelensky or what? 50 new song arrangements in total. So that means there are 10 more sitting out there somewhere. <laughs> oh, my God. Kill me now. <laughs> It's also, like hot take uh, all that you can't leave behind. I feel is a better album than Joshua Tree. I know that's a hot take, but uh, Wait, you just I know say? a lot of people. I said all that you can't leave behind the album uh, by you two. I feel is a better album than Joshua Tree. I know hot take, uh, but 
I would agree with you on that. I yeah, don't a lot of people I, would probably more, kill I'm me much, about that. Uh, I don't think man. Joshua Tree is that great. I'm gonna be that guy. It's yeah, okay. everyone says it's the greatest album, like one of the greatest. Has, of the I'm gonna be honest. War is their best album. You know, you're not wrong there. <laughs> you just but, said it because Ukraine. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, but like, what's going on? No, I mean, War is a fantastic record. It actually just celebrated its 40th anniversary a couple weeks ago, um, hmm. which is pretty interesting. Um, but look, I mean, I'm honestly, I'm more of an Octung Baby kind of guy from 1991. That's just me. <laughs> and it sounds like so, I said that so, like, oh, he's one of those people. <laughs> <laughs> um, that, that's a great album, the Octung Baby. And, and you know what? I swear to God, if they touch mysterious ways, I'm gonna be pissed. Let me just say that, Kyle. <laughs> if they touch mysterious ways, I'm gonna be so mad. And I'm, I'm a big not, fan I'm... of when they put their album on everyone's iPhones and and iPods. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh my God, don't get me started. I had to, I, that's all another story for another time. But um, but yeah, like this. Back to the actual like track listing and stuff like that. There is. Look, I, as I said, I applaud them for trying to be creative. I applaud them for trying to be, to actually work and actually like put out, there's two things that I think were driving this type of this release particular, in particular. Number one, it was the fact of Bono's book coming out. And I'm not kidding. I went to Barnes and Noble and I looked up at the chapters. Every chapter is in the order of this album is the order of the chapters in the book. Oh, wow. I, I look for a one with just no name, you know, and I was like, what? So I cool. I understand that. The other reason why I think they want, they had to put this out though, was because I think the, I, I, this is just background knowledge that I've heard. The record company wanted them to put out a release in general before they go on tour again. It's one thing just to tour and it's nothing to put out a record and whatnot, you know, but they wanted to, the, I think it was Interscope or Island records. It's like, Hey, you, you, we need you to put out a new record at some point. Uh, because you know the market's there for whatever, and I, that, to me, that, that's kind of like a bullshit thing. But that's just me. I, I, I but those are the two reasons I, 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 this album came out was because of Bono's book, the new arrangements and stuff like that. Because of the book, and also because the record company was like pressuring them, to my understanding, to say, "Hey, you guys got to put out a new album." So, again, corporate stuff doing its job. But yeah, and also I do have to kind of uh, um, blame the pandemic for uh, this album because to be honest with you i feel like this was a bunch of people sitting around in their house like i don't want to fire up the amps it's too loud i'm just gonna sit here and play like an acoustic version with my uh with my band over camera and then we're gonna we're gonna make an album of that (laughs) like so i feel like this is what happens when you're sitting inside your house going insane you're like let's 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 remake our songs into even more boring and uh just crappier versions of the originals because this is how we're feeling about life right now yeah it really honestly and as a fan of them on that level where i can say that three of their songs are in my top 10 of all time and out of 25 but like to say that though i i hate to admit it mike but you're right. This does feel like them just dicking around by a campfire, being like, we should just put out a new album. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, well, let's put out the SpongeBob campfire song while we're at it, too. You know? <laughs> yeah, 100%. Let's it's spell out our CAMPFire, whatever. But, like, <laughs> honestly, I, I hate, you know what? The day has finally come, gentlemen. The day has finally come. You realize that U2 is not a good band, no. No, 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 no. <laughs> no. Ooh, that man. Ooh. 
Um, no, no, I, I'm the villain today. Oh, uh, so anything else before we just wrap up and do our uh, we're ready for our the rating, rating uh, our rating and stuff because I'm gonna fume in a second. Anything else before we wrap it up or no? No, I'm good to give my final rating and comments. All right, let's go in order. Let's do Kyle, Mike, and then me because I'll be the yeah. devil today. So, yeah. all right, so as we've all said, this one is not good, it's just it's it's bad it's bad but in a way that's just forgettable which i think is the worst kind of bad it's mediocre this is coming from someone who generally likes acoustic renditions of songs i'm a pretty you know i'm not a huge fan of it but i i like when bands do that the best songs on here are the ones that were essentially true acoustic versions bono and the edge on the acoustic guitar or just Bono and a piano track. The worst ones are the ones where they have this minimalistic instrumentation that just comes off as like trying to do an experimental acoustic version where there's like the dude sitting on the box hitting the thing or the little bongos or whatever the hell they got going on percussion wise. An occasional piano note that's hit and just a minimalistic orchestration going on. That's the worst and it happens way too much on here. Bono is the biggest downfall of this with the weird falsetto vocals he's trying to do. It's not any, you know, it's not a secret to anyone. I don't care how big of a U2 fan you are. You can't argue the fact that Bono is not the world's best vocalist. He has a very limited vocal range. He can't do low vocals well, at least anymore. And he can't do high vocals. It's just he has a... (laughs) He sounds good when he's in his range and when he's in his like little niche there, it is great. But on this, he doesn't do that. The songs that are good are the ones where he stays within his lane and knows what he sounds good on. So with that said, the best thing about this album is the fact that they did not touch New Year's Day, Elevation, <laughs> or The Saints Are Coming. The oh fact God. that they didn't touch those is the best thing about this. I honestly got to go with a 4.5 on it. Very light 4.5. Honestly, it would be lower if a majority of the songs weren't just middle of the road department store songs. But they're just so bland and mid that they're not bad necessarily. Like if I was in a store, I wouldn't be like, this is offensively bad. But they're just there. They serve no purpose. I'm not sure who this was for because I can't imagine really any U2 fans going back and choosing to listen to these over the original. (laughs) And I completely agree with Mike that hearing a lot of these just made me want to go and listen to the original song. When a band does a good reimagined version or acoustic version or remix or whatever you do, the goal is to make a song that it stands not so much alone, but something that people would revisit in addition to the actual song. And there's even rare times where the acoustic song almost is better yes. than the original. And I'll tell you one group, one or band like a that remix made, being better. Yeah. Like dashboard confessionals, you know, hands down. I actually like the acoustic better mm-hmm. version better than the rock version. Uh, and that's, that's rare that you can actually pull that off. So yeah. Where there's, the remix of the Halsey song Colors is way better than the original. And it's a rare thing, but that should be the goal when you reimagine a song, do a different version of it, 
not so much to make it better, but to make it different enough and still make it good that someone would want to go back and revisit it. There's really not much on here that I would say, I'm going to go listen to this. I want to seek this out to go hear it. No, most of them, I'm just going to see come on shuffle or whatever and just say, you know what? I'm just going to go listen to the real version of Vertigo. I'm going to go listen to the real Sunday, Bloody Sunday. There's not really many circumstances that I see myself ever coming back to most of these tracks. There were a small handful that I, you know, thought were decent, nothing great, but you know, 4.5 out of 10, not out of five. If anyone's about to say, (laughs) yeah. um, So, you know, not to overstay what's already been said, but you know, underwhelming vocals, uh, underwhelming instrumentation, um, you know, strange, just kind of, like Kyle was saying before, like where, you know, they're trying to to have this minimalist approach um, to come off like dramatic or like to emphasize the emotion of it rather than having the soaring quality that the song needs to reach that kind of uh, build. And the thing that makes a good song uh, drive a point is missing from this. And what's left is like, you know, it's almost like, you know, like when you're a kid and you're sitting in like the auditorium of your school and it's Christmas time or, you know, and they're like, Hey kids, we're going to play like a, a, me- uh, a medley of like Christmas songs. And like you hear a song that you recognize, you're like, Oh, I recognize that song. But like, all the aspects of the song are missing. It's just the the main melody is played on a guitar and you're like, I recognize that song, but like, it's as if someone is just showcasing their entire discography, but not actually uh, bringing the rest of it in to like, to make it a full song. It felt very much like that. Like I heard the, the melody of the song, but it was just a reminder that, Hey, you should go buy my real album. Maybe this was a big old ploy to get you to go out there and buy all the rest of their stuff up because you're like, okay, enough, enough, you two. I'll go, I'll go buy it if you just stop playing. Like I'll buy anything if it shuts you up and and makes you never do this again. But of course, that's not what they're gonna do because I don't know if you guys heard, but they already announced that they're doing a part two of this with all the co- songs Kyle doesn't want them to touch. <laughs> all right, but anyway. <laughs> Sorry, Kyle, but uh, I have I have an in with the band. We've already talked about it. It's already happening. Bing bang boom. Anyway, uh, yeah. So, um, four out of four out of ten for me on this one. Uh, you know, I was actually out of five, but once again, like I told you, I take away a point. Um, I have a, a long-standing tradition of taking away a point or adding a point based on a collection of songs, and if they achieve something in a collection, did they did they reimagine? Did they uh create different paces did they do any of the things that you're supposed to do in an album that's to create a certain rhythm absolutely not and that's where they lose a point and unfortunately like i told you if i heard like a jamaican version of you know like a a reggaeton version of this or you know like a, a reggae this or that I would have been absolutely floored because it would have been really fun to hear uh, YouTube bring all these artists from the outside world, like almost like uh, what, you know, freaking Adam Levine did. And and when he had all those artists come on and play in the Jordy (laughs) album, like taking that. But I'm saying if you actually had artists who are in the world of music in us in their own 
they're experts in their own field. Okay, I'm I'm this I'm a punk rock uh, person. I'm a metal person. I'm a whatever. And he brought them on and was like, "Do you want us? You want to help like, like build a album full of our songs, but in different styles?" I I would have been just so happy to hear that. Uh, you know, um, that would have been so cool. But instead, like we were talking about before, it's just not reinterpreted. It's I hate when they say these words. It's it's reinterpreted. It's reimagined. It's re no, no, damn it! Like get a dictionary. Those are not nothing. None of that was done here. This was just an get a thesaurus. <laughs> yeah, yeah, damn it. Uh, four out of ten. Yeah, uh, I feel JT is gonna be the villain here because you know normally I rip things like this apart, but like it really felt like what Kyle said. It's like I'm walking through a department store and I hear you know, and actually at my dentist's office, I swear to God, they actually have uh like the versions of songs but done in a classical setting so it'll be like oh yeah yeah it'll be like michael jackson's bad but it'll be done like in like a like on a piano with like a freaking uh saxophone in the background i'm just like is that michael jackson they're like yeah they play like versions of the songs but in like a jazzy kind of way and i'm like that's kind of cool. I would have preferred that. Yes, you know I completely mean? agree. I was in I, Dunkin' Donuts once. This is like years ago. And they had this weird playlist on that was like coffee shop versions of popular songs. Right. I was like, huh, that's yeah. interesting. Because there were songs that generally you wouldn't picture that way. But right. it was like coffee shop covers. And I was like, that's cool. That's interesting. Right. And there is one track on here that it I had it ended up being a five for me, but I didn't touch on it earlier. It's two hearts beating as one. Oh yeah. That actually yep. started off with a cool groove, like a cool like percussion thing going on. And then it just stopped. It just it just kept that throughout the whole thing and just fizzled super quickly. So I was like, oh, they did something cool and still managed to yeah. drop the ball. Yeah. Exactly. And uh, peace on earth. I said peace for my ears when it ended. Oh, I just want to make sure I said that too. <laughs> yeah. All right, JT, take it away. Go ahead. Well, well, if they couldn't rip it apart any more than I can. Oh, oh my God. Oh, my God. oh God. You know, it, it, there comes a time and a place for everything in life. And I will say this to all of our listeners and viewers out there. I hated this as a fan of you too. I really did not like this whatsoever. I, 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 I'm losing my own voice at this point. I'm, I, <laughs> so I, I is Bono. Can't, so is Bono. <laughs> 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 Which is unfortunate. I send I, your I, hate I, mail to, uh, Oh my God. PO box seven, seven, six. <laughs> PO box. <laughs> If you yeah, want to reach I, us, you could just call it. You could DM us on our Instagram page at the Super Review <laughs> Show. But um, <laughs> no, no, no. But um, uh, I I do agree with Kyle's point there really quick. I just want to say this. I, there's only one thing I I, I wish. It's more I, more. I I agree with him that I wish that they he did this. I wish Bono would sing in his range instead of going super high, instead of going super low. Just you're not a bad. You're not the best. You're one of uh, one of the. You are a very talented vocalist, but utilize your voice to your strengths. And this was none of that. And he is a very, you go, you go back to 1987's Joshua Tree. You open, you put on that vinyl and you put on where the trees have no name. And that opening track, his vocals are killer on that. I mean, it's 1987. It's like 30 years ago now at this point, whatever, but, but still 
you would think, all right, he, he, he would think, all right, if it's, a, if it's an acoustic reimagining or rendition, you would think that it would be like, oh, it's going to be. No, this is a two out of 10. This is a, an atrocity. I hate <laughs> the fact that I have to say this too, because I'm a, I said it before, I'll say it again. I'm a big fan of them. I know how to play some of their songs on piano and whatnot, but I cannot believe I'm calling a U2 album a two out of 10. I am in shock. This I am the villain tonight. Mike is not the villain. And <laughs> Kyle is not the villain. I am the villain. And it's about damn time, right, guys? Yeah, really. <laughs> At this point, man, about time. I just, I, I just, there's questionable choices. So much uh, confusion. I, I, halfway through listening to him, like, am I listening to the same band still? <laughs> I was having so many right. doubts and questions. Anyways, besides the points, though. Besides the point, though, this is a two out of ten. I'm not the villain. You're not the villain. Heart, I'm the, heartbroken. You hear heartbroken. <laughs> no, no, I'm. But I, I, I'm, I'm, I, as a fan, as someone who, this is gonna sound pathetic. Who actually went out to like a, a thrift shop store and bought like Bono sunglasses at one point, like the, the purple shades and whatnot. This is pathetic. <laughs> This is a pathetic. Classes, I know exactly. <laughs> but yeah, this is this is a, an embarrassment, and I I hope to God they this is not like this is this would be much better served in like a live setting if they were doing not not release it as an album because then you're just gonna cause more questions than you whatever. Besides the point, this is a two out of ten. Yeah. I'm sorry, settle. he's not the he's not the edge in this album. He's like that corner of your room. That's like, you know, it's a bunch of stuff pa- like stuffed into it, you know, where you just like don't want it anymore. Oh. Yeah, like he's not the edge. He's he's yeah. he's not just the edge, he's this close to the edge. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a real but, and that's I'm a big fan of them. I'm a big fan of the edge's guitar playing in general and just like the original original recordings, but this was a hot this is kind of like if, if this I equate this album to this example. You're go. You're baking cookies, and the the you mistakenly grab the tray out of the oven while it's hot, and you drop it, and the cookies just shatter everywhere. You're like, <laughs> this is what I equated to. I cannot believe how much I dislike this. So yes, I'm the villain tonight. It's unfortunate, sad but true. There you go. <laughs> Yo, worst album um, of 2023 so far. Right. <laughs> woof. I we have plenty. We have a, it's only March. We have plenty more to go. <laughs> we, we've got so, a whole year I think until the next until one we're going to do. I believe might the next uh, one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyways, like yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Kyle's. <laughs> he, he's just laughing because because next week is our um. Oh God, what is it? We're doing the Luke Bryan one, right? No, next week is Fall Out Boy. Oh, sorry, sorry about that. Yes, next week is our Fallout Boy uh, Love from the Other Side discussion. We'll talk about that. I've already listened to it. I've done a quick review. It's great. Um, but yeah, I've also listened to it, and uh, I guess we'll have to agree to no disagree. Spoilers. No spoilers. No spoilers. <laughs> All right. Long story short, though, uh, thanks so much for watching. I want to thank the two gentlemen for doing this, as always, with me. Kyle and Mike, they are two of the best. Their musical knowledge is part to none. Uh, incredible people, kind individuals that gave much more generous ratings to this album than I did. So, <laughs> Mike's showing his <laughs> Um, but yeah, we want to thank you all for watching, listening, however, you enjoyed us as always. And uh, for the, for the, don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, hit the bell for notifications, and follow us on our social media accounts 
Twitter, Instagram, Facebook at the Superview Show. And don't forget to follow Kyle's podcast Q and A. This man Q&A. does a great job. I, I have to plug his podcast. He is killer. Right. He is a killer, awesome podcaster. So yeah, new episode every every Monday. Yeah, got my voice went out. I feel like killer. Bono. He's ki- <laughs> got the got the Bono nucleus. You guys have all got the Bono nucleus. He's killer K. He's killer K. I feel like I'm getting it too, man. We're all getting that Bono nucleus. Damn it! It's March. What do you expect? All the sicknesses coming out. The Mono's coming out. Whatever. <laughs> the Mono's. Um, but yeah. Uh, but thank you so much for watching. Listen, however you enjoyed us. So for all of us here, stay safe, take care, and be awesome.